Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Storytime with Brandon. This is your host, Brandon Patrick, and today on the show we've got a special guest, my good friend, Mr. Sammy Anzer. This one's all over the place, kids. Uh, just enjoy the ride. That's all I can say. That and fuck right aid. Well, you got a story for us. I do. Break it down. Yo, okay. Break it down. <laughs> Yo, first of all, you're such a great storyteller that being able to do this, I feel like this is going to be a lot of fun. It's so fun. Yeah, okay, cool. So, I was 19 years old, right? And at this time, I was about to go out with a couple girls. It was me and my homeboy, Davs. 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 Where's he from? Davs is Russian. Okay. Davs is Russian. So like Davos is really short. No, his name is David, but we all just called him Davs. Nice. Okay. So Davs is our, he's like the one Russian friend that's like down with us, right? Yeah. And it's me and Davs. We're about to go meet up with these girls and we're like, oh, we got to get a haircut first. And I was like, all right, cool. So we go to get a haircut and the barber tells us, he's like, yeah, 45 minutes. I was like, all right, you know, I got 45 minutes. I'm gonna go get condoms. Okay. Just in case anything pops off. That's smart. That's smart. At 19? However, however, this is where things not get, don't get so smart. Okay. I only had enough money for one of them. Okay. You had money, you had haircut money. Well, so here's the, this is the classic predicament that you're in, right? You only have enough money for the haircut of the condoms, but if you, if you get the condoms yep. and you don't get the haircut, then you're not going to use the condoms. I mean, there's still a chance. I've been... Generally, though. I've hooked. I've been hooking up with a bad hairline my entire career. I can't. To me, it damages my confidence. It's like I have a damaged hairline confidence I understand. when I'm doing it. But then the other alternative was that if you get the haircut and yeah. then you don't get the condoms, you're probably going to have a baby. Yeah. So you're risking both ways. So I was like... Let me, while I'm waiting for the haircut, I go get the condoms. I was stealing a lot of condoms at this point in my life. This okay. is something that I did. It was not like I just got an idea. Because it's a bodega. This was a Rite Aid. Oh, Which wow. is more dangerous. Why would you do it there? I was, I was, I was feeling cocky. You played hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought I couldn't be touched. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I had this whole thing where I would like look at the condoms. I'd be like, oh, what are these condoms? Like confused face, yeah. right? And then I would like open them really quick and I'd take them, put put them and uh, put the package back and then put it in my back pocket and walk So now out. it looks like you just had condoms. Yeah. And that's not going to show up on the camera. It's not. Okay, you had a plan. You had and, a plan. And I had this technique where I would take my wallet and put it over what I was stealing if it was like handheld. So like, you know, you know, sometimes you take your wallet out of a store and you, anyway, that was my dirty technique. What was your technique? So now people are going to know if they see you in their store they're going to look on the burger yep. check that wallet yeah don't let anyone from Rite Aid listen to this podcast okay no they don't well, this is uh, <laughs> exclusively CBS based audience can so we can we make the, uh, the episode title fuck Rite Aid or something like that yeah. yeah. <laughs> alright anyway so I'm stealing these condoms and I'm walking out and as soon as I get to like the, the, the double doors the this dude pushes me against the double doors and he's like, he's like, take those condoms out of your pocket. He's like in plain clothes, like a secret shopper or something. Okay. And I'm like, 
What, what condoms? What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know those condoms you got in your back pocket. Take them out. And then my boy Davs, he's pressed up against the other double doors, just like he's posted. And he's like, yo, Sammy, yo, deck this motherfucker and let's be out. And I was like, yo, work. I was like, I should just hit him and then go. A Russian dude would give you that advice. Yeah. So okay. I'm I'm like getting ready and I'm like I'm like about to and then I start looking at him and I'm like, wait a minute. This motherfucker has like a hundred pounds on me. Yeah. He has like dark circles under his eyes. Okay. He's he seems like he really wants it more than I do. He's tra- bro. <laughs> he came to work that day. Like, I know get somebody. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm saying. And here's the crazy thing that he was like, like we were going back and forth and we started scuffling and he's like, yo, stay right there. I'm gonna pop the trunk on you. And I was like, yo, am I about to get killed? Store over- security ain't popping the trunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yo, he was like, I was like, yo, but this was in the hood, so you know, I'm like yeah, very yeah, well yeah. likely. Store security could be. <laughs> this is the this is the neighborhood's highest murder rate in New York. So okay. I was like, all right, maybe I won't get killed over condoms. I'm yeah. gonna play it safe. Play it safe. Got arrested. They put us in the back room. They shut the store down. Locked locked both of those double doors. They and shut the store. They shut the fucking store down. They locked, over yeah. nine dollars tops, thirteen maybe, dollars, maybe eleven. How many condoms you steal? Uh, like just one. Or six pack? No, it was just it was probably a twelve pack that I just pulled one oh, okay. rack out of. So maybe six. Yeah, it's overconfident. Yeah. You're about to show up on a date with six condoms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, well, you're really telling a story with this girl. Like she's uh. <laughs> So you got a cop? Oh, you got a six. Yep. I'll just flip them out. Yeah. <laughs> <Where's it going? laughs> We're going to be here all night. Yeah, yeah. fuck. You, okay, so you had your night planned. Now you're... They shut the store down? They, shut, they locked the store up. That's so insane. I know. In New York. I know. They shut the... St- they did not want us to get away. Of course. Yeah, okay. What a slow day at Rite Aid, man. They, they, okay. And we're in the back room in the secret manager's room and the police come. And I look at this dude and the police are there. They're, I could hear them being told the story. And the guy looks like me. He looks like me, maybe two shades darker. Okay. Just like me. It was like I was looking to my own face. And he's like listening, he's listening, he's looking at them. And he's like, yeah, we're going to take them in. That's gotta hurt, cause like that's my man, that's my man. That's yeah, not, I know. That is not my man. I know. That is not my man. I know. Oh my god. And you had that moment. I know. It was like uh, I was arresting my own goddamn self. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we get outside and we have we're like cuffed in front of the Rite Aid, like sitting outside the Rite Aid cuff while they're like running paperwork and shit like that. And my boy fucking Dobbs does not want to get arrested. Right. Because his father's fucking former Russian mafia. And he starts, like, trying to reason with the officers. But in, like, the worst way possible, he's like, Hey, man, yo, what does deck even mean? Like, a deck of cards? I didn't threaten him because they were charging us with a bunch of other shit. Too. Oh, they are trying to get you with, like, assault? Yes. Premeditated? Yes. Because now you're planning it? Yes. So, okay, so that's why Dobbs is in trouble. Cause he yes. He's part of the conspiracy. Bro, you're about to get a RICO charge. Yes. yes. <laughs> Over condoms. Yeah, you're about to get a RICO. Bro. Your whole crew's going. <laughs> right? You're going to get down to the station like, who can you roll on? <laughs> I, was, I was feeling it. 
So oh, I was man. I was feeling tense. I was getting cuffed, and they take us. They put us in the squad car, right? And together or two cars? Together. They put us in the squad car together to take us down to the station. And they had asked me like four times, like what I did, and I didn't know why. And then this, the guy in the squad car, asked me again, and he's like, he's like, yo, kid, what'd you do? And I started to feel like it wasn't a tough thing to say, and I was kind of just like, I was stealing condoms. That's how and, they get you. And I'll never forget. He goes, condoms? What are you, a sailor kid? What do you need condoms for? <laughs> <laughs> I still don't know what that means. I don't know if sailors use condoms. I think sailors do not use condoms. Okay. And he's saying, or maybe they do. I know. See, that's well, what I'm saying. Well, wow. And then from that point forward, he was like, he turns back and it was like super bad. Like he looks back at me and he goes, how fast do you think this car can go? <laughs> I was like, what? And here I am cuffed in the back of his car. Yeah. And he goes, watch this. Turns the siren on, crowded New York City streets, siren on, not an emergency, two condom thieves in the back. Yeah. Starts blasting through streets. A guy's trying to cross, he gets on the loudspeaker, he's like a Mexican dude, he goes, Paco, Paco, move it over, Paco. Right? We get to the station in fucking record time. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like a celebrity already, because he comes in like this. He's like, yeah, we got the condom thief over here. <laughs> uh, dude, I bet everyone at the station wanted to see you. <laughs> Yo, the police chief, you know when you get arrested, they start like taking your stuff and everything, right? Yeah. And they got my wallet, and the police chief is going through my stuff, and he's like, kid, you got $15 in here. You could have bought the condoms. <laughs> and he's like, and you got a condom in here. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> and it was true. I did have a condom, but it was a wallet condom. That condom's been there for decades. And this is what I'm saying. Like, these are girls. These are nice girls. These are not wallet condom girls. These are, that wallet came with that condom. <laughs> when you, get, yeah. that, when you yeah. get it issued to you. They're like, okay, here's your wallet. Uh, <laughs> it's, got a, it's got a magnum that's silvering on the sides because yes. it's been dog-eared so much. Okay. Okay. The whole station starts cracking up. Yeah. Now we get into the cell. It's me and Babs. Okay. And there's a bunch of dudes in there who are fucking bad. Bro, I'm telling you, this is highest homicide in New York station. Like, bad. Like, dudes who are like, like, yo, I, yo they just strip searched me, and I had the crack in my gooch, and they didn't find it. And I was like, fuck. And there was a dude who's like, yeah, they got me for aggravated assault tonight, but I swallowed the blunt, so I'm not getting charged with that. Like, I'm good on that. <laughs> Bro, right. priorities. He's right. like, you know. And then they look at me. Oh, no. Keep in mind, I'm wearing a superhero t-shirt, just to of keep course. things in context. Of course. And they look at me and they go, what'd you do? You can't lie. I, I didn't say anything. And then I looked at Dobbs. He didn't say anything. So I looked at them in the face and I was like, I was stealing condoms. <laughs> in jail. <laughs> Tell them dudes you got condoms. Okay. Yo, okay. they fucking died. Of course. They died. These are hard men. Yo, the whole cell. It was like we became the mascot. 
oh of God. the holding cell. Yo, it was, it was like we were all buddies from that point forward. We were having the best time. I started cracking jokes with them. There was this thing, I don't know if you know, like, when you get arrested, like, you're not supposed to, like, carve your name in the cell. Otherwise, it's, like, superstition that you come back. I didn't know that. You didn't know that? No. Yeah, so Dabs and I carved our names in there. We're like, we'll be back. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was fucking around with my, um, my arresting officer. Like, I was getting, sh- like, my picture shot. And I was like, yo, but how did I look? Like, can we do that one again? <laughs> We're Facebook friends to this day. You and the cop? Me and my arresting officer. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Did you get a picture with him? No, I should have, right? That would have been the picture for the episode. Yo, sometimes he, like, wishes me happy birthday and shit. Really? Like, you know when people, like, do... He's probably proud of you. (laughs) No. He's probably proud of you. (laughs) I don't think so. I bet he is. I bet... I bet he thought you were coming back. Yeah. I bet he's a little good cop these days. He's... He's in this place. <laughs> That's crazy it didn't go the other way. What do you mean? Because if you tell some people, hard men, you stole condoms, and they're in there for like murder and rape and aggravated assault, and it's like, yo, that's my bitch now. This dude who stole condoms. They, that's so dope it didn't go that way for you. We became the heroes of the night. Yeah. I've had those nights in jail. That night, not nights. It's just weird. Yeah. But the thing that was fucked up was that I was starting my internship that very next morning with the woman advertising with the woman who was responsible for bringing Pokemon to the United States. Big deal. Yeah. And because I didn't get my shit back, my boy who saw us getting arrested, another one of my boys came through. He's like, "Yo, give me everything I got you, so they don't rob you or whatever while you're in there." And then I'll come scoop you and whatever. He fell asleep with my phone, with everything. I couldn't set an alarm. I tried to set the oven as a timer to wake me up because I didn't have anything in my house. Came in two hours, like two, three hours late to my first day of my internship. Did not turn into a job, by the way. Yeah. And people were like, why are you late? And I was like. Oh, no. Oh, no. say that I told them that I was stealing condoms but yeah. I was like that was like what was in my heart and I was like I got held up okay I think you would have got the answer I think you would have got the job if you said uh, I was stealing condoms, stole condoms. you think they would have it would have got me the same respect I got in jail would have gotten you here's what here's what have gotten you would have gotten you notoriety and they would want you to tell that story all over the office so now you're the guy in the office that in the intern pool who all the full-timers now. Yes. We had a guy like that. He didn't, he didn't still condoms or anything crazy like that, but he was just a kind of a fuck-up. I mean, he just had a weird like, country life, and he got into advertising, and no one like that is in that world. Like, there's, like, a tribal, like, a misfit island of people in advertising. Like, the black dudes, we all kind of recognize that, like, I'm here so that's not racist. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know that's my I mean? responsibility. I'm, I have the responsibility of every race on my shoulders every day. We're selling foot cream. 
I don't even know how it could be racist, but I'm sure it will. If it is, it's on me. <laughs> yeah. We all had that. And then there's this country dude, and it's like, look, you don't belong here either. Come on, come on, we're working on this together. Like, so what was your role in that trip? At that time, I felt like I felt like at that time I was just doing like bitch work. Okay. Like I was doing all sorts of like different. You're not like copywriting or graphic. I was after that. Okay. Copywriting was what I did after after that, and I did like a lot of PR and like press releases and stuff. But I never really liked it. It was one of those things where I was like, part of it was cool. Like I got to work on like TV and movies and alcohol companies, but like I never really gave a shit. Like it was always one of those things. Like I remember one distinct moment where I knew I wanted to quit. And my boss was like, like he was like, yo, give this to me by Friday. And I just remember like looking at him being like, or what? Or what if I don't give it to you by Friday? What's going to happen? The low stakes world <laughs> of high stakes advertising. Nothing. Like what? A man's going to get a little bit less rich, maybe? No, nah, fuck no. I don't give a shit. Oh, man. You were wild out there. <laughs> I was. You were wild in these streets. I was okay. at the time. But there's a continuation to the story if you oh, have time. Oh, shit. Yeah. No, we have time. It doesn't end. Okay, so here's the continuation of the story. Check okay. it out. So, Dobbs and I both get charged, right? Like, they get us for, like, the assault or whatever and stuff like that. And, like, the the, the robbery, I forget what the exact charges were. So, you actually hit the dude? Well, we started scuffling. The scuffle? The, we were the scuffling. Part? Yeah, they were kind of that. And then we were like, yo, he just said he was going to pop the trunk on those. And they were like, we didn't hear that part. Yeah. That was like bullshit, right? He just threatened to murder me a little bit. Yeah. So, Dobbs' father is like, we're going to get a lawyer for you. So you could beat this case. Because we don't want, he doesn't want this on his son's record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets us a lawyer. And this is like a couple like maybe a month or two in the future or whatever we get the court date and we don't know what our lawyer looks like and we're out we're at the Jamaica courthouse in Queens New York in the pouring rain with like an umbrella that's like small enough for like one woman and it's us there and then we're playing that game like what would you do if that was our lawyer right and it's like an old homeless guy right (laughs) what would you do if that was our lawyer and it's like a seven-year-old kid yeah what would you do if that was our lawyer and it's like a garbage can yeah yeah and then there's this one guy and his like somehow everything on him is wrinkled <laughs> like his pants are wrinkled. Yeah. His dress pants is wrinkled. His fucking tie is wrinkled. Like okay. you know how hard is a wrinkled tie? He's wearing a kippa, like on top of his head. What's a kippa? Like a, uh, a yarmulke. Okay. It's wrinkled too. Wow. And we're like, what if that's our lawyer? And it is. Saul Goodman. This guy. I don't know if I should use his real name. Let's not use it. Uh, yeah, we'll call him Maurice. It needs to be something. Are you calling something? Give something yes. Else. Yes, I'll call him Ilya. 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 Okay. So, Ilya comes up and is like, "It's nice to meet you guys. I'm your lawyer, Ilya." He's Russian. Yes. Okay. Yes. And then he's like, uh, "You guys, um, you go wait in the line, and I'll see you in there." And there's one line that's, like, around the corner. This is Jamaica Queens Criminal Court. Yeah. Like, it's all the way around the corner. And we're there in our single umbrella, right? The two of us. And then there's another line that's moving really fast. 
and that's just for lawyers. Like they come in, they get oh, they first. plead and then they bounce. Well, no, the lawyers they have their own entrance because it's like their place of work. They yeah. get the metal detector, they go in, that's it. Oh, right? okay. So we we wait in the whole line around the corner with the one woman's umbrella. We get to the top, right to the civilian entrance, and then he enters with us and cuts us through the civilian entrance. Okay. So Elliot plays by his own rules. <laughs> yeah. And their weird rules. Yeah, so I'm like first the wrinkling of yeah. the everything was the first strike. Yeah. This is the second strike. Yeah. He's got his own door. He should go he through should the lawyer's through the door. Yeah, he should go through the lawyer's entrance. I like that you frame it as he's playing by his own rules though. They're bad rules. <laughs> but he's but playing. Those are his rules. And when we get in, we're getting, like, the paperwork and stuff like that. And, like, we start asking him questions. We're like, Ilya, what does this mean? Like, 8.4, like, 6, 9, 3, 2. And he's, like, he's very cavalier with it. He's like, uh, that's, like, the time it happened or something. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> it could, uh, yeah, that's what you gotta pay. I don't know. This is the time... The statute of limitations. Oh Listen, don't worry about it, okay? Oh my god. <laughs> don't worry about it. Yeah. Davs' case is first, right? And he goes in, and I'm watching Davs' case. And the judge starts going through the protocol, which, like, we've all seen on, like, TV and stuff like that. And they say something, and she, like, prompts Ilya. Yeah. And... Ilya goes, uh, your majesty, listen, can I talk to my client? And the judge just looks at him and goes, <coughs> he's right there. <laughs> and Ilya turns to Dabs and goes, so what do you want to do? <laughs> and Dabs looks at him and goes, I don't know, man, you're my lawyer. That's what I'm paying you for. <laughs> It's like okay, okay, listen, whatever, okay. Oh my god. They really give good. they give Dobbs like this like plea bargain type deal. He gets like a year of probation. He gets a fine and stuff like that, and everything. And he's like, it's a good deal. In hindsight, it was a terrible deal. It was a terrible deal. It was a terrible deal. <laughs> it was a terrible he deal. took a year probation. <laughs> a year probation, fines, and it was like partly on his record and stuff like that too. Oh my god. Now you're up. I'm up. Right? You're on deck. I'm, I'm ready to go. What do you want to do? So here's the other thing that makes the story interesting. I'm moving to my new school the same day. Literally, my homegirl is picking me up with all my boxes in my car to move into the dorm room. Okay. And she dropped me off at court. So... You always, you plan these things on the best days. Like, these things happen to you. So, yeah, yeah. Also, I'm getting married in like an hour. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's how I do it. You're not going to get a haircut for your wedding. Day of. I'm going to try to steal that shit. You're going to want to be fresh, man. You're going to like, yeah, yeah, we got time. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. So, she's like, you know, getting ready to pick me up. I'm at the criminal court. And I go to the like the the bailiff or like the plaintiff or like whatever the the, the officer the officer who runs the court. Yeah. And I'm like, hey man, like you know, I gotta move into school after this. Like, can you let me know when I'm up or whatever? He's like, kid, I'm not gonna talk to you. I only talk to your lawyer. Yeah, I have a seat. I'm like, All right, fine. Oh, you don't get to go back to back. 
No, 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 no. We had different times. The socket order. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I sit down. I, I take a break. And then I'm like, you know, like maybe like another 30, 40 minutes past. I'm like, hey, you know, I really got to move to school. I'm trying to do well in school this year. Could I like, could, could you get me like expedited or whatever? And he's like, kid, I already told you. I'm not going to talk to you. I talk to your lawyer. Only talk to your lawyer. I sit back down. I'm like, all right. I can't wait anymore. I go up to him. I was like, I really need to be seen next. My my friend is outside. I'm moving into my new school. And he's like, kid, I already told you. I'm going to talk. I can only talk to your lawyer. Do you have a lawyer? I was like, yeah, I do. He's like, where is he? I was like, he's sleeping behind that pillar. Oh, no. My man, Ilya, I swear to God, was, no rules, bro. was sleeping <sighs> mouth open, wrinkled keeper out sleeping there's no rules man <laughs> it's like i could have been like at his lap going one hundred dollars yeah two hundred dollars three hundred dollars the guy cracks up at this right yeah eventually i wake my lawyer up i, I muster the courage to wake him up yeah. he talks to him my case gets dismissed look at Ilya. look at Ilya. Ilya, the biggest Wait. fucking grin on his face just feeling himself, right? Yeah. He's like, I got the case dismissed. He did not get the case dismissed. The case dismissed itself or whatever. Like, oh, the judge okay. just, just, okay. just didn't want to hear it. And then Ilya, he's like, he has the nerve to go, so what are you guys going to do? You're going to stay here? You're going to bounce? I was like, yeah, man, I'm going to move to school. And he's like, can I get a ride? Yo, his own rule. <laughs> his own. Yo. <laughs> Here's why Ilya's dope as fuck. <laughs> you got nothing. Your friend got a year probation for telling you to do something. Bro, Ilya's dope. Ilya is 50-50, man. He's either gonna save your life or fuck you up. You wanna know what Ilya became after he stopped practicing law? What? He's around. He became a clown. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so we go back to we go back to Dobbs' father the Russian mob dude yeah and we're like yo where the fuck did you find that lawyer <laughs> how do you know him yeah. how do you know that guy and he goes the mob, why is that your lawyer I know like, I know <laughs> and he goes I don't know him I just found him in the paper and I was just like in the Russian newspaper that's how far he got Yo, good for Ilya, man. Good for fucking Ilya. Good for you? Bro, your probation? Could you imagine? Oh, my God. You still talk to Dobbs? Hell, yeah. You fuck with Dobbs, too? Hell, yeah. Hell That's yeah. my boy since second grade. He went back to jail shortly after that. Okay. Yeah. Did he have Ilya again? <laughs> That's how that story goes. Like, uh, I keep telling him, you should have got Ilya. You should have got Ilya. Oh, man. That sucks. All right, tell the people where you're going to be. You could see me at the Comedy Fort in Fort Collins. Okay. What day? That is June 11 and 12, I believe. Friday, Saturday. Friday, Saturday, 11 and 12. Yep, I'm featuring for Amy Miller there. Very funny. Yeah. Very funny Amy Miller. Yeah, so we're going to put on a show. Yeah. Um... After that, I would say the biggest things is that I'm premiering 
my web series okay. at Denver Fringe Fest, already accepted onto Portland Comedy Festival. It's airing uh, June 11th and 12th in Portland. Okay. Um, so you're gonna miss the premiere. I'm gonna miss the premiere. But that's yeah, but that's Hollywood. That's Hollywood, baby. That's, yeah, that's, that is. Yeah. I got. I'm double booked. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. I would love to come to hey, Portland, but I can't. I'd love to come to your little festival. <laughs> I happen to be busy, but thanks for the honor. Yeah, I'm fucking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the last thing is that I'm gonna be in Denver Fashion Week on the 24th or whatever. It's just being pretty. Just being pretty, walking around, not being funny, modeling, not being funny. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Storytime with Brandon. I'm your host, Brandon Patrick. That's going to be it for us, guys. Give me a follow on Instagram or Twitter at Brandon Comedy, and you have a great rest of your day. Goodbye.